good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there yet again, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Wednesday, the 27th of April, 2022. As part of our efforts to support local expat businesses here in Thailand, I would like to give another big shout out to Blue Ridge Apartments, which is in the Hang Dong district of Chiang Mai. They are located approximately 15 to 20 minutes from Chiang Mai International Airport. They offer a range of accommodation options, including studio apartments, one and two bedroom apartments with a minimum six month contract. Studios start at 4,500 Thai baht per month, one bedroom apartments at 6,500 Thai baht and two bedroom apartments at 7,500 Thai baht. All accommodation offerings have full aircon, electric showers, western style kitchens and are fully furnished. The two bedroom units are wheelchair friendly. If you're interested in staying or living in Chiang Mai and are looking for a wonderfully tranquil area, feel free to contact the owners at dartmore2249 at gmail.com. As always, the contact details will be down in the description down below. And now that that's all done, let's move on to the first story of the day. Government will not legalize e-cigarettes. Public Health Minister Anutan Sharavakul insists the Public Health Ministry will not support legalizing electronic cigarettes in the country. He made his remark on Monday during a meeting with board members of the Thai Health Promotion Foundation to discuss tobacco control. Mr. Anatan, in his capacity as chairman of the Thai Health Board, said he has noticed e-cigarettes trending among teenagers and some of them are aiming to have sales legalized. The ministry will not support the legalization of e-cigarettes, he said. To help boost e-cigarette control, Mr. Anatan said he has assigned a tobacco control panel under the Department of Disease Control to review current regulations to determine whether they should be revised or new rules should be issued. However, current laws can still suppress the e-cigarette trade, he said. The DDC has also been instructed to coordinate with police to come up with a solution to preventing e-cigarettes from becoming more popular in the future, he said. Dr. Surachet Sata Ramai, second deputy chairman of Thai Health, said that currently many business operators are attempting to legalize the import of e-cigarettes to the country, which is a topic of concern among members of the committee. E-cigarettes will have a widespread effect on tobacco farmers in the country, he said. As the materials of e-cigarettes don't consist of tobacco, but chemicals, farmers will suffer income loss. It all affects public health and the government's plan in steering the economy for agricultural groups, he added. Nicotine-based e-cigarettes come in a wide array of flavours. Many of them deliver amped-up forms of nicotine beyond what traditional cigarettes contain. Unfortunately, the popularity of these products has outpaced regulation and oversight, which leaves most of their ingredients a mystery. E-cigarettes are still relatively new, so facts about the short and long-term health effects of inhaling the chemicals they contain are just beginning to emerge. According to researchers at New York University, the use of e-cigarettes doubled the risk of erectile dysfunction in men aged 20 and over. However, the effects of cigarette smoking are well established. Smoking is the leading risk factor for early death and disability in the country, and almost 50,000 Thais die due to tobacco use each year, far greater than the mortality rate from COVID-19. Worldwide, about half of smokers die of smoking-related diseases. 
According to the UK's Royal College of Physicians, e-cigarettes use is 95% safer than smoking cigarettes. The hazard to health arising from long-term vapour inhalation from the e-cigarette available today is unlikely to exceed 5% of the harm from smoking tobacco, it said in a report. Now, I'm somewhat guessing that somebody on that board owns a few tobacco plantations. It does seem like a rather strange decision considering they know that over 50,000 people die each year in Thailand from smoking. I mean, they discuss public health and the reason to not allow e-cigarettes, but yet we're allowed tobacco cigarettes that we know kills 50,000 people per year. Of course, this is the same all around the world. The tobacco companies are powerful. They have reach into government and they are allowed to continue to sell products, as in cigarettes, even though we all know the harm that they do. So I put the question out there to you today. E-cigarettes, yes or no? Tobacco cigarettes, yes or no? If you had your way, would you ban the whole lot? And do you think a time is coming where we will see tobacco cigarettes that we know cause cancer, kill people, banned throughout the world? I'd love to know your comments, as always, guys, down below in that comment section. And moving along, Deputy Prime Minister Prawit, police, military, deny interference in Rohingya trafficking probe. Deputy Prime Minister Prawit Wangsuan, as well as spokespeople for the Police and Defence Ministry, have dismissed an allegation by Exile Police General Pawin Pongsarin, former Deputy Commissioner of the Provincial Police Region 8, claiming that General Prawit had interfered with an investigation into human trafficking involving Rohingya refugees almost seven years ago. During an interview with an Al Jazeera reporter in Australia published on Thursday, Police Major General Pawin, who was in charge of the human trafficking investigation in 2015, claimed that General Prawit instructed an aide to ask him to allow Lieutenant General Manus Kong Pan, a key suspect in the investigation, to be released on bail. Prowitt said that granting bail for a criminal suspect is beyond his authority and that the matter concerns the court, adding that Lieutenant General Manus was not bailed, was convicted and died while serving his prison term. He also challenged Police Major General Poeen to provide evidence of his alleged interference in the case. Meanwhile, Defence Ministry spokesperson, Lieutenant Kong Cheap, said that Police Major General Pawin's allegation that the military was involved in human trafficking activities was unfair to the military as a whole. He said that, as a matter of fact, the military has always been involved in the crackdown of human trafficking activities and it would not interfere with the justice process to help any accused who are also military personnel. He also said that if the military had interfered with the case, Lieutenant General Manus should have been out on bail. Spokesman for the Royal Thai Police said the police had arrested a total of 122 suspects, including Lieutenant General Manus, for alleged involvement in the human trafficking racket. Of these, 116 were prosecuted and 75 were convicted, including Manus. This is a clear demonstration that no perpetrator, regardless of social status or rank in government service, was spared the force of the law, said the spokesman. Police Major General Pawin is currently living in exile in Australia after he fled Thailand in fear for his life. He's now working at a car factory and living a life which he described as lonely because he misses his family. This is the price for serving the nation, he said during the interview. Pawin's story was raised by Move Forward Party MP Rang Siman Rome during a parliamentary debate in mid-February. Thai security forces stumbled on a jungle camp in Sadao district of Songkla province in May 2015, where hundreds of illegal Rohingya immigrants, apparently victims of human trafficking gangs, were being detained. The remains of dozens of Rohingya were also found buried in shallow graves around the camp. Now moving along with more talk of 
COVID being endemic, we have another viewpoint coming out of the Mahadol University Faculty of Medicine. Thailand cannot yet declare COVID-19 as endemic disease as the country is still at risk of a fresh wave being triggered. Dr. Prasid Watanapa, Dean of the Mahadol University's Faculty of Medicine, warned yesterday. About two years into the pandemic, everyone wants to see the end of the spread of the virus, but the disease cannot yet be declared endemic, he said, during a Sirira Hospital Facebook Live session. He said the virus can still trigger a new outbreak and the country must still fully vaccinate people to reduce severe cases and deaths. This is a critical point, he said, as the kingdom begins to ease travel restrictions. Several countries are still battling infections. Measures to stimulate the economy and bring in money could bring back COVID-19, he added. So we must mitigate the risk by focusing on prevention and treatment. It's best to vaccinate people and give boosters for full protection, he noted. He said that more than 2 million Thais are not vaccinated and 10% have received only one dose. Citing Friday's global 19 situation, he said deaths last week reached the lowest point since the beginning of the outbreak in 2020. The decline in fatalities could be attributed to two factors, the less severe Omicron variant and an increase in vaccinations, he said. He said Omicron is highly transmissible but less deadly than the Delta variant. He said that endemic status does not mean COVID-19 will no longer be life-threatening. Malaria is an endemic disease that kills 400,000 people a year, he said. How soon a country can declare COVID-19 as endemic depends on vaccination rates, he said, adding cooperation is needed from all parties concerned for COVID-19 to be labelled as endemic here in Thailand. Vaccination remains essential, especially among members of vulnerable groups during the transition, he said. Discussing the planned scrapping of the test and go scheme, he said it should be applied to fully vaccinated travellers who receive a booster shot no longer than three months ago. Travellers who do not meet the criteria should be tested for COVID-19 and quarantined to help Thailand contain the spread of COVID-19, he said. Last week, the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration decided that the test and go and RT-PCR testing for foreign arrivals will end this month. Public Health Minister Anatan Sharvakul said on Monday that the country has not specified when COVID-19 will be given endemic status. So this is one of the fear mongers in the country. A guy who actually believes that if your booster is older than three months, you shouldn't be allowed to travel into Thailand without having to quarantine. And this is the nuts and the craziness of what is going on here. How many vaccinations is enough? It seems this guy wants people to have four, possibly five, six, who knows? It'll just keep going on because of the fear that has been instilled in people over the last two years. As we have said in this show continuously, it's time the government actually implement the plan that they have to live with COVID. And I'm talking about domestically here in Thailand. Now, this doctor, who has a lot of followers, seems somehow uneducated in the fact that Thailand has plenty of COVID in the country and we don't need to worry here in the country about COVID being imported because everybody arriving in this country is fully vaccinated as per disease control standards. What more can be done? It's perfectly fine for a doctor who I'm sure has a lot of money, fat bank accounts, nice cars, to tell people who can't make a living that they need to wait a bit longer, you know, until everybody's had a vaccination shot or, you know, whatever else he may wish them to have. I always find that the people who have a lot of money, who haven't been affected by COVID, seem to talk about keeping the country closed as long as possible. Now, when we're talking about vaccinations in the country, there are so many vaccines in this country, there is no reason why anyone who doesn't want a vaccination hasn't gotten one yet. 
Literally, you can walk into any hospital in this country today and get vaccinated with a first, second booster, fourth shot, fifth shot, whatever you want. So at this point, I believe that any more talk of this endemic status, of more restrictions, of not reopening, of all this kind of stuff from people who have, in my opinion, a very big public forum should act a little bit better. Instead of fear-mongering, he should be positive. He should tell people that, yes, it is time to get on with our lives. It is time to open up slowly. And that's what we've been doing over months. We have been opening up quite slowly. And now we're at the point where we're going to allow international arrivals to come to Thailand, for example, with their vaccination certificate, fully vaccinated and insurance, and enjoy a holiday, spend their hard-earned money here in Thailand, put money in the pockets of locals so people can start to make a living again. And that's what it's all about, getting the economy up and going again. And that's that, and we're going to move on to the next story, which is all about the Thailand Pass and the Tourism Council of Thailand calling for it to be scrapped yet again. The Tourism Council of Thailand said the Thailand Pass scheme should be scrapped from June 1 to gain an additional 2 million tourists from tour groups and help the country achieve 10 million tourist arrivals this year. TCT Vice President Vishit Prakuksal said that Thailand Pass still obstructs tour operators from bringing inbound tour groups due to the high level of paperwork, which agencies must submit individually, even though other restrictions are set to be lifted starting May 1. If the Thailand Pass system is revoked by June, the country will gain 10 million arrivals this year. The number of tourists might even reach 12 million under the best case scenario in which the Chinese market will be able to resume outbound trips by the end of the year. He said this scenario depends on the Chinese government, particularly its stance towards its zero COVID policy after a huge surge in infections recently. However, the number of inbound tourists could be as low as 8 million if the Thailand Pass scheme remains in June. He said the additional 2 million tours could be fulfilled by tour groups. July is summer break for the short-haul market because families will plan overseas trips, particularly to celebrate after university entrance examinations. So Thailand has to prepare in advance to capture this opportunity. Mr. Vichette, who is the chairman of the CCT Group, one of five tour firms under the Go Bitong Consortium, which is set to support Betong tour packages, said cross-border tourism, especially in terms of Betong and Malaysia, will see an influx of group tours once tourists do not have to apply for the Thailand Pass. Earlier this month, tourism operators signed a memorandum of understanding with Knock Air to resume the Betong operation for three months, starting from April 29th. He said bookings for Betong tour packages next month have already reached 70%, which is a good start. However, operations will have to wait and see a clear outlook in June and July. The president of the Betong Hotels Association said the health insurance coverage requirement, which has been reduced to $10,000 from $20,000, is the main obstacle to attract more tourists due to high travel costs as Malaysians normally visit for only one to three days. The occupancy rate for 30 hotels in Batang, generating over 2,000 rooms, is expected to stay at 40-50% to 50% in May, compared to 20-30% this month, thanks to the Amazon Jungle Trail during May 6-8 and the beginning of the tourist campaign. I think we can all agree that we would like to see the Thailand Pass being scrapped, but I believe the biggest hurdle to tourism an international arrival has already been lifted and that's the mandatory testing on arrival and the testing before leaving and I think they were the biggest hurdles to tourism in this country. They've now been removed and I think complaining about the Thailand Pass and not knowing what the Thailand Pass will be like on May 1st is a little bit um, unfair. In truth, the only thing the Thailand Pass is going to ask for is a copy of your passport, a copy of your vaccination certificate and a copy of your insurance policy and that's it. 
Now, of course, the devil will be in the detail and then how quickly they will approve your Thailand pass. That all has yet to be seen. But I'm assuming your Thailand pass will be probably verified very quickly within a day. Now, I'll be actually applying for a Thailand pass for myself and my wife next month. So I will let you know how that went, the time we did it and how long it took to actually get it back and the ease to do it. And I think things like this are useful to you guys out there who are possibly thinking of traveling to Thailand or even, you know, taking a trip outside of Thailand then coming back in again. But a lot of these people, they're overthinking things. The main obstacle to travel to this country has already been removed. Also, in relation to the numbers they keep throwing out, these are made up numbers based on nothing. They have no evidence or any kind of surveys in relation to this. It's just made up numbers. We might, best case scenario, we'll get 12 million if the Chinese market opens up. That's just throwing numbers out there without any fact behind them. We all know the Chinese market is not opening up this year. We can see what's going on in Shanghai. Now it's Beijing. So I don't know why they keep talking about China as if that's suddenly going to open up. Forget about China. Look what the Maldives have done. The Maldives had a huge Chinese contingent that used to come to their country. And this year, they have outdone their numbers for 2019 without the Chinese market because they rebranded themselves and they went out there and they got tourists to come to the Maldives. They made it easy to arrive, they offered good value, they offered absolute heaven when you got there, and they had a good package, a good product. And that's what Thailand need to do. Forget about talking about China all the time. Thailand can focus and move on without China, and focus on other parts of the world. And this obsession needs to stop. I am very, very positive about the test and go being scrapped. For me, the Thailand Pass probably isn't going to be a huge thing. As I said, I'll let you know how it went when I do it. I think I'll be doing it on May 4th or 5th. That's the time frame for when I need to have it completed. And, you know, I'll give you my honest opinion of it. Was it easy? Was it hard? You know what I think anybody older people have issues with it? I'll let you all know about it and I'll maybe screen record it and show you as I go along. But that's just that. Um, let's move on to the next story of the day. Elon Musk pledges to authenticate all humans as he buys Twitter for $44 billion. The world's richest man has bought Twitter. On Monday afternoon, billionaire Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk added another title to his resume, Twitter owner. Musk will pay $54.2 per share for Twitter, matching his original offer, totaling $44 billion. When the deal closes, Twitter will become a privately held company once again. So what exactly does Musk intend to do at Twitter? We have a pretty good idea on his top priorities based on his statement in Monday's press release announcing the acquisition. Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, he said. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. The first thing that's on his agenda is loosening content moderation. Musk has repeatedly referred to Twitter as the de facto public town square of the modern era the digital equivalent of a public forum. To that end, he's been critical of Twitter's decision to permanently ban former President Donald Trump from the site following the insurrection at the US Capitol building on January 6, 2021. The second thing that will be on his list will be algorithm changes. Another point Musk has raised in the past involves Twitter's role in shaping society. He polled his followers last month on whether they think Twitter's algorithm should be open source. 
a term for software that's distributed freely and able to be manipulated openly by many different contributors. It may sound technical, but the idea is tied to his feelings and free speech. I'm worried about de facto bias in the Twitter algorithm having a major effect on public discourse, Musk said to one follower. How do we know what's really happening? The third thing will be removing spam bots. Some of Musk's anticipated proposals speak more to his personal use of Twitter than anything else. For example, he previously stated he wants to get rid of all crypto spam bots, spam accounts promoting what appears to be crypto-based scams, which often use Musk's Twitter likeness. Musk has called the spam problem on Twitter the single most annoying problem with using the service. He's even publicly pleaded with Twitter to do something about the issue. How long must this go on, he asked in February. And finally, adding an edit button. Musk is in favour of the edit button that Twitter users have been requesting for years. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Patong Bay Hill supporters turn out. More than 150 people turned out to support the Patong Bay Hill Hotel yesterday, following the nightlife venue at the hotel being ordered to close for 15 days for breach of the Hotel Act for late trading. Power outages to affect Rawai Saku. The Shillong branch of the Public Provincial Electric Authority has announced that the electricity supply will be temporarily shut off along the southern end of Visette Road in Rawai as work is carried out on upgrading high-voltage cables. And finally, wounded dolphin rescued at Nyang Beach. An injured striped dolphin was rescued in the shallow waters of Nyang Beach on Saturday after becoming grounded. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.